Support for this podcast and the following message comes from KUST Campus Radio, a student-operated non-commercial radio station. KUST provides students and faculty of St. Thomas a platform dedicated to creative storytelling, diverse viewpoints, and exploring a vast array of audio content. Tune in anytime at KUST at Mixler.com slash KUST hyphen radio. Welcome to Keep the Ball Rolling, presented by Tommy Media. On today's episode, we will be talking about St. Thomas football. We'll be talking about the World Series a little bit more and the Minnesota Vikings. I'm your host, Sam Larson, and today I'm joined by Derek Badger. How's it going, Derek? So good. Oh, that's good. Just happy to be here. Yeah, it's going to be great. So, Restoring well, my faith in humanity today. <laughs> with with uh, We'll start with uh, UST football here. So we got... Right now they are five and zero in the conference, and they are seven and one overall with that first loss at the first game of the year, and they've gone for seven straight wins, and it looked pretty good. I can't lie. After the first game, the like very very first one was a forty four to thirteen or something. I was I was not excited for the football season because I I realized that it's like it was a conference scholarship team, right, or like a scholarship conference. I believe so, I yeah. I believe, yeah. So yeah. I was like, ooh, but, you know, obviously that factors in. But since then, they've been quite impressive, I do say. Yeah, and, and especially taking out Davidson at home, who was arguably the other team. Ooh, let me smack my mic there. Mm-hmm. Um, are arguably the team to beat going into this. You know, they were co, uh, I guess, co-winners of the co-champs, co- yeah. Yeah, co-champs of the league last mm-hmm. year. Um and frankly, they they put the smackdown on them at home. No, yeah, um, it was and it was quite a show. good clean game. The only thing is, like the last two games against uh, was it Presbyterian and um, yeah, let me pull it up here. Yeah, we'll, San Diego. Uh, San Diego. Yes, thank you. Uh, Presbyterian, San Diego. They looked a little shaky going into the yeah. second half it's of both of them. It's a good show of the resolve. We yeah, have. like definitely like the team efforts there, and there's no giving up, which I think credit to Caruso that's has been his philosophy always is mm-hmm. they have the chance to compete they have the chance to get better so fair but yeah the last couple of games have been like not really like detrimental but like a little concerning little so. yeah like the Presbyterian game was you know low because I think it was 39 unanswered points after the second half it was like something like it that. was pretty much tied going in and a quarter. yeah it was, it was they came out you know they came to play in the second half mm-hmm. and it was readily apparent and then the San Diego game was that was just a crapshoot of a game. 49 to 42, you know, it's Defense like. Defense didn't go on the field for either team. No, and then, you know, the, uh, special teams. Um, McElroy. McElroy. Yeah. <laughs> you still pronounce I, it wrong. I, I read the, it. I read the, it. The, I, I know the. Time. I can't. I, they swapped the PA. There's one PA guy at the football games who calls Andrew McElroy McElroy. Yeah. It's worked. It gets it's, in my, it's, it's it gets worked, in my head. <laughs> it's worked its way into our heads. Oh. So uh, we will do our best to. McElroy, even though it McElroy. looks like Mick. Um, <laughs> but I've so. never said McElroy until right now. No, nope. right <laughs> when the can- right when the audio starts recording. But uh, no, and you know we'll we'll move on. You know that's kind of like the overview. Um, we'll jump to performances. Gabe Abel and Andrew McElroy are tied. Are two players who are tied for like the most touchdowns slash points in a game. Mm-hmm. You know, three touchdowns each. Um, both of those performances garnered those guys, you know, uh, player ticket smarter player of the week awards mm-hmm. for their efforts. You know, Abel had three runs when Adebayo and Shipman. I don't know if there was injury or injury. if yep. uh, 
uh, Coach and Caruso was playing him a little differently, but he came, he showed up. I know Shipman was like out, out, and then um, Hope's been battling Hope's something been all year, in and out. He played a couple snaps that game, but Abel was predominantly our back. Yeah, and 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 I know earlier this year, I can't remember if it was preseason or uh, the first game, home game. Coach Caruso was talking about how. You know, at the beginning of the season, Hope was, I think he had some sort of leg brace on, so he just wasn't playing. So you had Sean stepping up, and mm-hmm. he played really well. Those I remember, I think it was, what, the second play of the first game. He drove a big run for huge gain and then another touchdown and mm-hmm. to start our season. And I know Coach Crusoe prides himself on having three, three number four, ones. Yeah. You know, three number one people. Like, he, you can, you know, Hope's... You know, last year he was offensive freshman guy. of the year. He's the guy. But then mm-hmm. you got another guy and the other guy. You know, they're all they the all, guy. They all pull their own weight. Yeah, they, they're all. It's crazy because they're, like, all similar in their, like, running styles. But that, like, kind of, it's you can tell them apart when they're running. But overall, like, they can fulfill all the same purposes. Obviously, like, Hope's better at certain things compared to Abel. But, like, they all can do what they need. And, and they all get results. They yeah, all get exactly. results. I've yet to seen any of them really get stopped. For sure. Um, and, like, going on, we got three games. No, four games? Three games. We got three games left. <laughs> we got Valpo, Stetson, and Butler. Mm-hmm. Um, next game, Valpo uh, Wait, this sorry. Saturday. Just to circle back, didn't we have a defender get defensive player of the week? Oh, yeah, Luke Glenna. Luke Glenna right. had uh, 20-something tackles. And against... 27 tackles, and then he had, like, two interceptions against Presbyterian. Yeah. Um, I was watching that. It was great. It's fun seeing that. No, it's crazy. Um, but, yeah, move, moving on to uh, um, matchups. You got Valpo, who, um, you know, I think I – let me pull up their stat here. I know last year was our homecoming game against Valpo, I believe, and they kind of got handled. It was not a very – like, it was a not a very interesting game to go to because we did – quite well in the first half and we just kind of coasted which has been kind of a trend for some games up until recent Recently. weeks but for sure you know any you know new year mm-hmm. yeah and valpo's four and four overall um we almost lost to or we were we struggled for a bit against a one-win team the other week so mm-hmm. everything's possible and I, and I looked at you know the stats you know they got a really good defense or offense um but the uh, defense is pretty middling. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, they're, they're going to come out firing, but it'll be relatively easy to fire back. And then next you got Stetson, who's uh, – man, i got to swap tabs all the time here. <laughs> Too many tabs. Too dang many. Did you move your mic straight in front of your mouth? Yeah. Okay. All right, do you want to give a pause quick? Yeah, and, and you got um, Stetson's three and four overall, one and three, and they're pretty, uh, pretty, pretty uh, uh, middle. Uh, their offense, words, Average. yeah, they're, they're pretty. <laughs> well, see, St. Thomas offense is the highest scoring mm-hmm. per game in the Pioneer League right now. Stetson's defense is second best, and while that you know, you know, in in defense wins you championships i guess that i think insane. that sounds like an earl weaver saying from That's baseball in, it's in everything <laughs> um so i think that'll be a good game that'll probably be a little harder than valpo for the tommies but the big the big big final i guess you could call it the final exam of the season for the Very tommies is but thank you thank you yeah we just got done with midterms 
um, is Butler. You know, they're good off, and it's and it's odd because they're uh, they're six and two overall, four and one in the conference, and mm-hmm. but they're not they're not like at the top of either offense or defense. They're just. It they're, seems to be they're just consistent. Just consistent, and you know, consistency's good. No, it is. Um, but I, I do believe um, that'll probably be the Tommy's biggest uh, challenge. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately the end for of the us, it's away. No, we're we're going to it. Well, yeah, you're going, but it's away. Oh well, yeah, it is away. So we <laughs> you don't have that. I was gonna say, like, what are you talking? No, I'm, I'm going to Indianapolis, man. Yeah, <laughs> but expectations for how they finish this season. Obviously, everyone's got their eyes on the big championship for sure. And the question is there. If we win, what happens? Because mm-hmm. currently we're still in our no playoff phase Wind- of D one for sure. But obviously, that's not really. If the team winning the league can't play in playoffs, to me, that if I won the championship that year, say I like if I coached a team, came in second place in the Pioneer League, but first place was banned from playoffs, and I won, like if we won the playoffs and get the, you know, I wouldn't. That's like half a trophy to me. For sure. So, like, I'm not telling, you know, I'm not saying that we should be able to, like, bypass the band, but if I was another school looking at it and we won that year, it'd be like, well, yeah, sure, we won, but we didn't have to play the best team to do it. For sure. And and I know I can't recall the exact – I remember having this conversation with, I think, a coach um, that, you know, it's something that the PFL or whoever runs the PFL can waive. Mm-hmm. You know, if they think, okay, yeah, these guys are – It's a possibility. It's a possibility sure. that, you know, maybe not this season, but – you got to think next season mm-hmm. at the very least if the Tommies are if we went out I if if we if if they go ten and what would, ten it and would one. be ten and one at the end of the season after losing the first game of the year to a outside a non conference opponent scholarship team yeah and you sweep your division or I guess conference is it conference, is it conference? Yeah. yeah conference division um that's pretty impressive and that's definitely worth a so look. at least worth yeah worth looking I think the more like. The more we win, obviously, the more they're going to have to look at it because I get I get the standpoint of, like, you can't have the new team come in, win the league right away. That's not a good look for your league. I get that. But also, it's not a, it's not a good feeling if you win by being the second best. Like, if I'm Davidson and we win, again, like I said earlier, it doesn't feel like a win if, you, if, we, if St. Thomas beat you and then you win. It doesn't feel like you won for sure. to me. For sure. That would be my thought anyways. But – I don't run the league, so yeah, we're we're just we're just sitting here talking. There's a reason we're talking, sitting here talking yeah, about exactly. it, and not on the field playing. But I don't think either of us were ever built for D1 football. No, I, w- I would break like a toothpick. <laughs> um, I could, the only thing I wouldn't die at is kicker. <laughs> even that, there's even a, that would be the dangerous. imminent threat <laughs> of someone significantly I, larger. I do not need Johnny Buns coming at me while I'm kicking. That's the most terrifying thought. Yeah, that's a scary guy. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll move on from the Tommies here. What, what you want to go to baseball or football? I know you're passionate about the Vikings. I have a lot to say about the Vikings currently. You want to go? Go, yeah, go can, for it. Go all for right, it. So, for those of you who have not followed the NFL, which I'm sure most people at least know somewhat what's going on, Vikings currently sit at six and one, top of the NFC North. The closest team behind is the Packers and the Bears, both at three and five, which is Duh, a very Bears. Very, very fun look for us. I got to say, I'm quite enjoying it, um, especially after years of just getting destroyed by green and gold. It's not that fun, but this year it's fun so far. However, if you've watched the games or looked at any of the scores, let me just recite them to you. 
So we beat the Packers handily, 23-7, and first game of the year. For some reason, the Packers always suck first game of the year. So that one was kind of, you know, it was fun. Uh, got smacked around by the currently 7-0 and Eagles. So, again, we played bad, but they're really good. So who knows? In Philadelphia is scary. In Philadelphia, too. Um, yeah, Philadelphia is scary. It's very scary. Um, and then we won 24-28 against the Lions. Almost blew that one. 28 to 25 the against the Saints in London. We won that one because the kicker missed the winning field goal off of two posts. Yep, he double doinked it. And then one touchdown against the Bears, 22-29. About through that one at the end of the game except Cam Dantzler stripped the ball right out of the guy's hand and gave us the win. Thank goodness. Uh 24-16 against the Dolphins with the whole first quarter for sure. I think a good no, second quarter we picked it up, but that first quarter our offense barely did anything. I think we punted the first four or five drives without – we didn't get a first down, I think, in the whole first quarter. So it's warning signs there. And then against the Cardinals, 26-34, we still every – single, every single game, save for the Packers and the Eagles, have been one-score games because we are just are not consistent. And that's – like I want to say the Vikings are headed to the Super Bowl – but can you say that when you can't? But, but can you say game? that? Can can you put aside the Homer in you and? Can I put aside the fact that I know we're a Minnesota <laughs> sports team and we're gonna choke you know, everything? Six and Who one. Knows? The six and one record's great until you see the Minnesota in the team name, no, exactly. and it's just like pain. But you know that that's a long trotted on exactly. trope in Minnesota exactly. sports. And the thing is, though, six and one, they're shaky wins, but they're wins nonetheless. And that's what good teams do: is they find ways to win despite whether they suck in the first half or the second half, someone comes up big. That's what's happened every game. Either the defense came up big and made the stop we need, the offense came up big and made, you know, got the touch, touchdown we need to seal the game. Well, not seal the game, but give us a lead. Um, so, like, we're finding ways to win, and wins are wins, and that's, like, that's important. And it, I think it's an impressive showing so far for Mr. O'Connell, the new head coach. Mm-hmm. It's pretty impressive to turn this team from what we were last year to use the weapons we got, like Jefferson – He's put him in so many different positions. There's our offense. You watch it; it's, it's more exciting. There's more movement. There's more creativity. So he's brought a new life to the team for sure. Well, no, yeah. no arguing that for sure. And 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 you talked about Jefferson. It's like I was just going to bring up the point. It's like how many of those one score games do we lose last year? Exactly. Um, we were the we were the same last year, just on the other side. Of this. Exactly. I think it was. 12-ish games last year of the 18 one score games mm-hmm. or 17. And you know, like I remember. I can't think of a rattle them off the top. I know the Detroit game last year. I think we lost on a fumble. Cook fumbled the ball. You know, just they got just touchdown as time. Expired. You know, it, yeah. it just just that little stuff. You know, and and that's all been going the Vikings is Vikings way um, this year. Exactly. And you talked about Jefferson. It's like, you know, I want you. You're watching the game, and you, no matter where they put him, there's always way more people guarding him. Mm-hmm. And that's been a big part of the offense. Is mm-hmm. uh, Jefferson seems to understand at least the NFL analyzers sure make it seem like he does that. He's right now the red herring a lot of plays. Mm-hmm. They want people to focus on him, which is, you know, common football strategy, but he's dang good at it. Mm-hmm. He's very good at drawing defenders and at least people like KJ Osborne open all the time. Adam Thielen has been not his like biggest year, but he's been consistent and he's open because Jefferson's pulling pulling defenders his way. He's making them look at him first. So it leaves a lot of openings in in the field for us, which is very, very nice. And so far we've been taking pretty good advantage of it. For sure. And it's fun seeing Kirk Cousins be oh, rep. Kirk Tober was so fun, <laughs> wasn't it? <laughs> I love Kirk with the chains. Yeah, Kirk, <laughs> Kirk with the chains is, you know, coolest I, quarterback in the NFL. And, and I'm, I'm not gonna lie, you know, looking this past Halloween weekend, it's like there are so many guys in white t-shirts <laughs> with 
with you know i don't know if they're real chains or if they're dollar store target dollar aisles i mean for my costume i got two two dollar chains and put them together to make it look like a chain. (laughs) so you got a four dollar chain exactly you're dang right (laughs) but yeah no and it's it's definitely easier to be a lot more positive about this team Mm -hmm. because you know it's besides all the outlying factors you know it's just fun to watch them they they look like they're having a blast it doesn't feel like we're behind every game we're Mm -hmm. actually like I mean, it's not consistent, but there's quarters where we look like the best offense in the NFL without question. I mean, obviously the Eagles are firing on all cylinders consistently, but there's quarters in there where we look so good. We look unstoppable, and for points of the game, we are unstoppable. It's just there's we have not been able to keep that up is the problem. Yeah. Even against the Dolphins when they had their third-string quarterback in for the first quarter, they carved us up. We looked terrible for the first quarter, and then he got hurt, and then we won. Because Bridgewater couldn't come in, which I love Bridgewater. I love Teddy. I miss him. Did, he came in for a little bit at the end. No, he was, in, he was in for most of the game because Tua okay. couldn't play, and the dude broke his hand. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so Teddy played most of that game, but <laughs> I don't know what would have happened if that third-string <laughs> quarterback stayed in. I don't know, man. But the big question in my mind, and I'm sure most diehard Vikings fans, is so I think if we – obviously we're seven, eight weeks in. Who knows? We could – completely crash and burn and not even make the playoffs but say we make the playoffs the biggest hurdles the eagles are on our side and if we somehow make it past the eagles or someone does it for us we knock them off i think the bills are waiting on the other side and, and we're playing them at the end and that's end. a scary game and we yeah we play them in two weeks commanders this week bills next weekend 13th that is a terrifying game that's scarier than the eagles in my opinion the eagles undefeated good for them but I think the Bills are a very scary team. And then after the Bills, immediately to the 6-2 and two Cowboys. And the Cowboys also, despite their shakiness, and, you know, they're kind of they're kind of in the same boat as us. They can't really close games, but they've obviously had, like, a little turnover in their quarterbacks with Dak getting injured and Rush doing pretty good. But now Dak's back in. So it's been a little confusing over there, but 6-2 and two record is impressive. For sure. And they – I mean, the only – they're at second in their division solely because the Eagles are in their division at 7-0. and So who's to say? I don't know. We'll see. It's interesting. It'll but be fun. I will say at the very least, it's nice to have hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll I, see. I mean, obviously there's the Packer rematch week. What is that? Week 17. That's always going to be something. That'll be fun. You know, we get to beat up on the Packers one more time. Oh, I sure, I sure <laughs> hope so. <laughs> I mean, always the possibility. Hey, they went they they went sleepy time at the trade deadline, so. Listen, they have been. Oh, and we picked up the new. Um, Tight end. The new man, the Lions T- man. TJ. I forgot about that. That's exciting in my eyes because that's. Yeah, he's a pro bowler. And we don't really have a big tight end. We don't have the Travis Kelsey's or the. Oh my gosh, what's the other one? Kittle? Yes, thank you. Kittle? Yes. Yeah. We don't have the Kelsey's or the Kittles or the Gronks, you know, like we never I mean we have, but right now we don't have that big TE to throw to. So mm-hmm. it'd be kind of nice to see what he does. I'm excited for that one. Yeah, it'd be good. Yeah. Probably Very exciting voice, times. Voice crack there. <laughs> Puberty gets us all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Wanna talk about baseball now? Are you sick of the Vikings? No, I'm not sick of the Vikings. No, it's cool. But if, do you want to talk more <laughs> no. about the Vikings? You got more to say? I always have more to say. Yeah, you always. All right. right. World Series time. As of recording this, it is Thursday, November 3rd, and it is all tied up two games to two with game one on – when the heck was this? 
Such a good question. <laughs> game game one, uh, Houston jumped out to a pretty early lead. Um, Phillies rallied back. Uh, JT Real Muto hit a really awesome homer um, to win it in Houston, game one in Houston, which was huge for the Phillies because, like we talked about with the Eagles, it's like Philly's scary. They, they, they were greasing up the light posts in Philly <laughs> in anticipation of uh, <laughs> the Phillies um, – making the uh <laughs> world series and you know it's it i love watching you know i love watching poles get greased yeah yeah <laughs> it says a lot about the people <laughs> yeah well well no it, it they're they're enthusiastic and that's awesome yeah. because and I, but it's it's something i wouldn't want to be in in you know i love watching it like i'll, I'll watch from a distance and appreciate the I'll enthusiasm watch cars get flipped. yeah yeah it's like i'll watch cars get flipped with lots of millions of dollars of prop property damage after as long it as win. It's not an arson. but as long as as long as i'm a you know a good couple miles away we're good um but the real story with the world series so far is games three and four game three uh lance mccullers jr was pitching and um first inning um bryce harper comes up and he's got a guy on Bryce Harper is he's he's playing real well. He's hitting like three eighty something in this postseason so far. And he comes up and I I remember they did this really cool uh music intro. I don't know the song, but they did this really cool music intro, you know, move the camera in a certain way to highlight him. Mm-hmm. And John Smoltz is like, Yeah, he's gonna be looking for a one uh first pitch breaking ball, you know, and you know, sure enough, sure enough, first pitch curveball and four hundred and 400, 400 odd feet later, it's two Jeez. nothing, and you know next the next inning, um, uh, Alec Bohm's at the or is on deck or he was on deck in the first inning and Harper um, called him over, whispered in his ear some secret knowledge. Mm. Um, Sweet nothings. <laughs> <laughs> um, in the next inning. Um, you know, uh, I think Castellanos grounded out or something, and um, the next inning, Bohm hit a homer off of a, I think a slider. Um, but come to realize, you know, checking Twitter and watching the game, um, he's tipping his pitches. Explain. You know, oh, oh okay, <laughs> sweet. I thought you knew what that meant. Uh, so McCullers, you know, when a pitcher goes up and his leg comes up and then he puts it down, like here, let me demonstrate. Yeah, yeah. For the, for the listeners, I'm sitting down demonstrating a pitching motion. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. Oh, this is great. Um, so when it comes up to here, I've got my leg up yeah. like a pitcher. So he's got his leg like this on a fastball. Oh. Right? And then he's got it like this on a curveball. So you can guess. So the hitters, they no, they don't guess. They know. So when, when Harper went yard on that curveball. He knew it was coming. He knew it was coming because he noticed – for his teammates, a fastball was like this. He only got one pitch, a curveball. Mm-hmm. But then he saw one pitch that a breaking pitch was different. And next thing you know, he gets back, and rounds the bases, gets back, and he's telling his his boys, he's like, he's tipping his pitches. Mm. You know? And so they knew that. And so they rung him up for seven runs and 4.1 innings. Oh. For a, Did he pitch the next game? Well, he not, not yet. Not, not yet. He was, he was oh, a okay. starter. He was a starter. So. <laughs> Um, you know, seven nothing Phillies. Uh, Ranger Suarez pitched lights out. Um, and it was it was a great game. But then g- g- game four is just you know it, it's a great World Series. I'm loving it so far. Uh, the Phillies got no hit. Um, combined no hitter. Christian Javier went six innings, no hits. Uh, Brian Abreu pitched an inning of no hits. Rafael Montero no hits, and then Ryan Presley, good old former twin Ryan Presley. Let's go. <laughs> um 
At least someone's winning. At least someone's <laughs> winning. <laughs> Don't even get me started, man. <laughs> um, and, you know, and that's cool. It, it, it's just really weird. You know, it's a second no hitter and of course you have the arguments like oh it's not a it's a it's not a real no hitter it was just it was four pitchers end of the day end of the day in the, the team didn't hit the ball <laughs> in the at the you know the, the, objectively speaking it was a no hitter it's a no hitter it's not a perfect game for anyone but no. it's a no hitter you know it's the second no hitter and speaking of the other no hitter in world series history was a perfect game yeah by don larson um, no relation no relation <laughs> he, he spells his with an en loser um me or him? <laughs> you decide. I don't you know. decide. <laughs> you call it me a loser. You call it the World Series get perfect game a loser. You Probably you. Yeah. Throws four sense. pitches and arms fall off. Hey. All right. Hey, <laughs> I'm fra- fragile, man. Okay. Um. <laughs> but yeah, no. Anyway, that's really cool to see. Um. But now it's all knotted up for so, one more game in Philly. Who's your pick? My pick to win. Yeah. Um. I wanna, I wanna say the the Astros are far and away probably the better team. Mm-hmm. I love how the Phillies have been playing this year because they basically they they basically have five designated hitters on the field <laughs> at various positions. So at certain times their defense will just crumble. You know, <laughs> it, 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 you know. So they play like the Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Sure. Sure. Uh, but yeah, like certain at certain points during the season, their defense would just go into you know, do their best impression of my uh, little brother's t-ball team. Oh. And just kind of... Are they a good t-ball team? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> They're like four. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Actually, he's like 12. I, I don't know how old my brother is. You should talk um, to your family. <laughs> <laughs> I talk to my family just fine. Um, but no, this, so they've got five, and they, these guys just hit absolute tanks mm-hmm. all year and then go and boot the ball around. But it, I, I, I want the Phillies to win. But okay. I'll agree that the Astros are probably far and away way the way better team. They're just so you, you far hope more for the complete. Phillies, but you think I'm the hoping Astros. for the Phillies, but I won't be surprised if the Astros win. Okay. Um, Phillies for the storybook ending, uh, Astros for the um, realist type. So yeah, I agree. But yeah, um, I think we're, we want to move on to one more quick topic before we have to sign off. And I am down. I just did want to throw out something that I didn't think of before. Um, just in the MLS soccer world, because I love soccer. Yeah, fall asleep. Um, we just hit the the cup final will be Saturday, November 5th, and it's going to be between LAFC and Philadelphia. So Another Philly team. Yeah, Philly's in two. Philly. It rang a bell. I'm telling you, <laughs> I, I, this brain works. So, so um, the seismograph at one of like, the Philadelphia universities went off twice during game oh one. Oh, my gosh. Or, or the first – Game three, when they were the first one in Philly, the yeah. seismograph went off twice, so they technically registered an earthquake Two at the stadium. Can you imagine <laughs> if the Eagles are undefeated, the Phillies win the World Series, and their soccer team wins the Bro, the championship? This is why, it's going to be reduced to rubble. No, literally. This is why I get so mad when people are like, oh, New York's in a trophy drought. They haven't had a trophy for 19 months. I'm like, what? Oh, oh those poor babies. They have 19 teams to win them trophies. It'll be okay. Oh, and then we're at Minnesota here. When's the last time we won something? Lynx, probably. I was born. I think I was born the last time the Twins won a playoff. Well, we game. know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm not even joking. I think that's true. I, that's so I think sad. that was true. I think I was. Um, Wait, hold on. I want to check. No, it was either 2003 or 2001. It's a, it's like 18 years seasons without. <laughs> also, I can confirm, last playoff Twins game according to theAthletic.com, October 5th, 2004. I was just under a year old. Okay, I was. You're October fifth. I was. 
You're what, I was two? Uh, just about to be three. My birthday's yeah. the tenth. That is so fun. But I know yeah. at least in the men's side we suck. But that is a good point. The, oh, and the Aurora. Aurora killed it this year. Absolutely killed it. They completely destroyed their league. So that's always fun. All right, last topic. Last topic. We, we, we got three of them on the docket here. Which one do you want to go for? All right. Um, I think they all can kind of wrap in, no? Sure. Um, so update for St. Thomas Sports is the possibility of athletics expansions. So Woo! obviously we need a hockey rink desperately Please. because we're playing in a high school rink. Currently. Yes. Yeah. A high school rink that got expanded expanded for Division One hockey, which is not a good look. But, you know, it's whatevs. But at least they sent out an email a few, about a week ago, maybe. I'm, looking, I'm trying okay. to pull it up here. So they sent out a, we, a email, and it basically vaguely outlines the plans for moving, I believe, baseball and softball to possibly like a new off-site, well, off-campus site. They're getting their own new spot, which has been met with some not so happy people because they argue that that's just creating the same problem hockey has right now, which very valid point. Um, and then I believe they alluded to Grace and Creighton Hall maybe getting the wrecking ball to the face and they're going down for the new hockey rink on South Campus. And and I think that's cool. I think you got to have it's got to be close. Yeah. You know, and but it's it's hard in this specific area because last year. Um, the golf course, town and country, town and country uh, said no to an offer, um, six, 60, 61 million yeah. or something like that, um, and you know that's the, you know that's I I could walk there you know easy, yeah. and that'd be great you know mm-hmm. that's but that's kind of like the ideal thing and and, and I know um, they've been talking to Saint the Saint Paul city about you know, possibly finding place near the Highland Bridge for um, baseball and softball. Mm-hmm. But you, you got to want it close. You got to have a you, – you want at least one of them. I, I'd say they're trying to get at least one of them on campus. You think so? Yeah, I, I, w- I would think they'd do hockey because that's probably – Well, hockey, I think, is the plan to get on campus. Is, yeah. is the biggest. That's the bigger ticket. Anything in arena is going to pull more people. Yeah, and, and once you have that nice um, facility, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's – it's going to be a stark and... difference between St. Thomas Ice Arena. No kidding. Yeah. You know, and um, people will go because it's on campus. Because that's why a lot of people don't that, go. Right and now. that's why it's kind of hard. You know, it, it takes a while for the student section to fill in because they got to take a bus there. Because mm-hmm. not a lot of, you know, freshmen, sophomore students have yeah. um, transportation. So, you know, they offer bus services over there. Um, but even then, you know, it's like even if you have a large crowd, it's super cramped because there's only one side to sit on at the ice arena mm-hmm. um so all, all in due time hopefully pretty soon they can get up to that level yeah. of not necessarily like uh it's not tcf bank stadium anymore is it what's it called huntington now? huntington stadium uh you know obviously the use just larger yeah but you know having that nice just your go-to your own facility. having your own d1 facility is just going to be so good it's just a different feel it's going to be so nice from a high school or even more like a d3 college isn't going to have something comparable usually for sure yeah but yeah um and another point to that would be if grace and creighton hall are demolished those are the two lowest priced housing options for students which granted the location is obviously a big part of that but it's mm-hmm. just an interesting 
interesting local winky dink yeah and, and for those of you who aren't quite familiar with the campus um most of st thomas's educational buildings are on the north campus mm-hmm. um a, a majority of say for the like stem um uh stem you've got except for yeah uh science college of engineering is over there yep. and a lot of you know you got the arc um asc are on north campus dining, um, halls. dining halls um library and you know th- at that point if you're going to take out two relatively larger mm-hmm. dorms we already have a housing where, problem. we already got a housing problem where the heck are you gonna it's a few hundred students at the least for sure and where are you gonna put them so i think that's definitely something they're gonna have to weigh if they're um and i wouldn't be surprised if they somehow if they finagled a way to make another residence hall mm-hmm. in a di- while making um just make it a joint project pretty make much. it a joint project or something at the same time yeah. attach it to this arena you know make them live above, <laughs> make them live the, above hockey the hockey arena i'd, That'd pay, be... I'd pay so much to live above a in, hockey in, arena. The, in the in the living room you have a glass floor where yeah, you can exactly. look down on the hockey Do you thing know how cool that would be? that would be really cool i would never want to sit Yo, there pitch but this. pitch this pitch right this Tell Aaron Mackey. <laughs> get Aaron Mackey as a guest next week do i do i get commission if you guys build that no, I think so. They're probably not going to listen to this. You get free, Scott. Uh, I get free f- tuition. Uh, free tuition? Yeah. Dude, I'm going to be gone at the... I mean, if they get free... They get, uh, come back for your master's. I don't know. Do it for uh, free. What am I getting a master's in? I don't... <laughs> all right. But yeah, I think that's all we got for today. So make sure to t- check TommyMedia.com for more sports stories. This has been Keep the Ball Rolling. I'm your host, Sam Larson, with... Mr. Derek Badger. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for joining us today.